Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Hey everybody, this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, and I have a special treat for you today. I am giving to you one of my messages of one of my latest missions into the world where I inspired people to dream their biggest dreams and hope their, for their best days. And this is a message I preached on Sunday morning, uh, this last Sunday, if you're listening to Tuesday, it was this last Sunday in Otter Tail, Minnesota. Anyway, enjoy it and be blessed and keep dreaming. Bye for now. Basil Howe Brown. Uh, he would, he would, he had amazing meetings. He was, he was very similar to his brother. A lot of manifestations of laughter in his services. At just very, very wonderful times. But he would, he would have worship for like an hour, hour and whatever, and and then he would preach for an hour and a half on seed time and harvest, on giving, on tithing, on first fruits. He would preach for an hour to an hour and a half. On that. And then they would take up an offering. Then they would do a couple more worship songs. And then he would preach for another hour, hour and a half. And then he would lay hands on five, six, seven hundred people. And we'd all get drunk in the Holy Ghost. And did you know that I never, ever resented one minute of his teaching on the offering? It was anointed. We just think that preachers are trying to get your money. It's a get-rich scheme. It's a pyramid well, I just want to break that lie. I, I'm not getting any more or any less by what you give. So don't, I'm not looking. You, I'm not trying to mo- hype you up so that you will hopefully give. I, I want you to know that this is a principle. That God, he, Jesus Christ has come to give you life and life much more. Abundantly, he wants to abide. The, the Lord Jesus Christ rebuked me. He says, don't you dare. I know there are other preachers that are backing away because they're afraid of the fear of man. They're afraid of what people will say. That they just think, I don't really give a rat's ball bump. What you think? Don't be so serious. You can laugh. Because you're making me nervous by not laughing. I don't have the spirit of the fear of man. I just don't. I, ju- I will not succumb to that. And I want to tell you, do not stop sowing into the work of the kingdom because you are sowing into your legacy. God said, I want prosperity in every area of my children's lives. I just don't want them going to heaven. He wants you to go to heaven. If you're born again, you're already there. What? If you are... Okay, I'll say it slower, and I'll use bigger hand motions. Because that always works. 
If you are born again, you are already in heaven. Your mortal body decaying isn't your entrance into the kingdom. Your entrance into the kingdom is through the faith in the blood and body sacrifice of Jesus Christ and using the name of Jesus Christ. That is your entrance into the kingdom of God. Say, I am a citizen of the kingdom of God. Death is not your entrance way. Or can I say, the decay of your mortal body. Because death is appointed for once for man to die. Right? But my question is, when did you die? Say soon photos. Okay, now pretend you're a Japanese samurai. Soon photos! Say, I am. Sufotos! Ah, very good. Very good, Sue. Har. Har. Sufotos means united together through the whole process. Sumphotos means united together through the whole process with him. Somebody say Jesus. When did you die? When did you die? I died with him. It's appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment. My, I, my judgment is Daniel chapter 7 verse 21 and 22. I saw the horn warring against the saints and prevailing against him. I'm not getting very many amens, but that, that's okay. Because the next part is the one that you amen. Because I, I saw the horn warring against them and prevailing against the saints. I saw the enemy warring and prevailing against the saints. But the Bible says until. Somebody say until. Come on, say until. Say this is. Say this is. My until moment. The Bible says in Daniel chapter 7, verse 22, until a judgment of favor was made on behalf of the saints and the time came for the saints to possess the kingdom. That is a prophetic annunciation of the new birth. The time came for the saints. A judgment. Say, I've been judged according to the work of Christ. I'm not judged according to my works. I'm not judged according to my righteousness, but I died with him. It's appointed for once for man to die. So your, your decay of your mortal body, the destruction of your flesh, if you go that way, is not your entranceway into heaven. Your entranceway is through the gate of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
So I got some photos means uh, I was united together through the whole process. So when he was born, I was born. When he lived a sinless life, I lived a, I lived a sinless life. When he died for my sins uh, to give me the some photos, uh, I, then I was resurrected with him. I am also resurrected with him. I am already seated in heavenly places far above all principalities and powers of darkness. I am sitting in the midst of the glory of God. I am a carrier of the glory. I am a gatekeeper in this realm. My feet are firmly on the ground, but my head is in the clouds, and I'm receiving from him daily, and I'm bringing forth signs and wonders and miracles. I am bringing forth the kingdom of God because I live from the kingdom. I'm not trying to get there. It's appointed for once for man to die and then the judgment. I've already been judged. And he judged me with faith. So what is left for me? What must I do now? This is when the work begins. I am going into all the world and I am preaching the gospel. And people need to hear the gospel. We have barely scratched the surface of the potential of the kingdom of God in a believer who believes. A believer must believe. We're called believers, but we don't participate in our name. Say, I've got to be a believer. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I'm a, this is a believer's anointing. These, fine, these signs follow them that say, I am anointed to believe. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I, I'm a believer. I believe. I'm not a doubter. I'm not a critic. I'm a believer. And if I smell anything that looks like God, I'm jumping into it. I'm going to err on the side of optimistically believing in the goodness of the Lord. If I smell goodness, I'm running to it. I'm proclaiming it. 2017, I made reference to this a couple times. A very significant moment in my life, three days before my, my oldest son's wedding, who he was born 28 years ago today. Happy birthday, Brandon. Three days before the wedding, I have a massive heart attack. I'm in the hospital. On the second day, I am at the rehearsal dinner serving. There's virtually no damage to my heart. Massive heart attack, serving, and on that day, on that yacht, in the middle of the bay around Toronto, my kids were getting married, and I was dancing on the dance floor. And I can cut a rug, I'll tell you. 
and everybody was a little nervous because I just had a massive heart attack. And I'm like, dee, 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 dee. I won't get into it right now, but it was good. That's why aha means so much to me. Three months after my massive heart attack, okay, three months, I'm not allowed to drive. I can't fly. I'm not allowed to fly for another month after that. Three months after the massive heart attack, I'm getting ready in, in my washroom for the day. And this voice comes to me and says, I took out this bishop, that bishop, and that prophetic leader. And I won't tell you who they were. I'll tell you later. And he, and he said, he, the, this voice, which I believe is the enemy, says, you're low man on the totem. Racist. Rude. Only I can use that term. Anyway. You're low man on the totem. What makes you think that you're going to make it? I took them out. You think you're going to make it? And I'm like, dang, he is a good lawyer, ain't he? And as soon as that thought came in my head, another voice came. He said, son, you need to understand this. Some of my servants don't fulfill their complete mission because they begin to put more faith on what they're about to do than faith on what I've already done. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but only in Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Christ alone, the blood alone, the finished work alone. This is our task, is to fight the Judaizing mentality of doing it as well as the blood. That I'm earning my way. You must learn how to rest in the finished work of the cross. I must rest in His finished work. I must learn. I must struggle to stay in faith, rest, and peace. Do not struggle for another thing. I don't struggle for finances. I don't struggle for health. I don't struggle for, for, for being platformed. I, I, don't, I don't work the room. I don't try to. I never phone anybody for an opportunity to minister. I've never done it. And I won't do it. I just, I, I'm, I'm just saying, I don't struggle for these things. I struggle. This is your struggle. This is what you wrestle for. You wrestle to stay in rest. You wrestle to stay in peace. You wrestle to stay in faith. And you don't wrestle for another thing because you're a son. Come on, Wanda, say I'm a son. You can say it. I know you can. Son is not gender. It, it's it's a, in, it probably an improper transliteration. It, it should be child. But mature, it means mature child. There's no, no, there's no longer son or daughter in the kingdom. We're huios, puios, 
A technon son is a son born and taking and, and, and just having the DNA of the father and the mother. A technon is somebody that takes on the DNA of the parents. But a huios is the one that is born of spirit, the one that, that has a, the, the likeness and, and the attributes and acts and smells and tastes and breathes and, breathes and speaks like his, like his parent. Our job is to come into maturation and begin to love beyond knowledge. You put your faith in Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Your faith is not in what you're about to do. I have, I have prophecies about $100 million coming to my life. I've had promises of this and that and, and words. And I, I, I don't pray this way. I don't say, you can't take me out, enemy, because I was prophesied that I will change and transform nations and I'll pay for it myself. These are prophecies, but I don't, pro I don't pray that way. I don't pray I can't be taken out because I have a dream. I can't be taken out because I have a vision. You can't pray that way because they're ineffectual. My prayers are, I am the shield of the Lord because the Bible says I, I'm going to make my legacy happen. I'm going to live out my life. I'm going to live and I shall not die because Jesus Christ made a judgment for me of favor. Say, so use the name Jesus. Operate in the blood of Jesus. My faith is in nothing less than Jesus Christ and His righteousness. Somebody say amen. amen. Say, I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. I can't be taken out. I can't be taken over because I am in Christ Jesus. You know what more than a conqueror is? It's somebody that more than conquered. Thank you. A more than a conqueror is, okay, let me tell you what a conqueror is first. A conqueror is, his name is Jesus. He's the heavyweight champion of the world. He has never been defeated. He's always won. He is the conquering king. He came into this realm, and when he said it was finished, the enemy thought he was finished. But he finished the work that he was called to do by becoming the lamb that would take away the sins of the world. He be, when he resurrected from the dead by the same spirit that lives on the inside of you, by the way, he became the conqueror. Say, I am more than a conqueror. Well, that almost sounds arrogant. Jesus is a conqueror, but he made me more than a conqueror. So do you know what a more than a conqueror is? Here's the story. 
George Foreman was a heavyweight champion, and then he met Muhammad Ali in the Rumble in the Jungle. But then he came back in his 40s and became heavyweight champion of the world again. But a, a, a champion and a conqueror, even in the UFC, they, they, don't, they don't have sex, they don't, have, they, don't, they don't eat bad food, they train in the gym constantly, night and day, and they prepare themselves to go into that ring and conquer whoever's in front of them. They, and they come out, and there's different people, I, I could talk about them, their lives and their training and all that, but it's not important. They, they, there are people you must train to be a conqueror. But do you know who the, more than a conqueror is? It's when that 98-pound, beautiful, gorgeously dressed wife of George Foreman steps through the, 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 the ropes and goes over and takes the check. Come on now, that's more than a conqueror right there. He did all the fighting and she gets all the spoils. It's like Tammy says, I need some money to buy some t-shirts. I could go to my wall, but I just said, here. She's more than a conqueror. Say, I am more than a conqueror. I rest in the great victory of Jesus Christ. I live from my victory of Jesus Christ. I live from the shedding of the blood, the, the destruction of the body. He made him who knew no sin to be sin. Now, if you just, we could spend days unpacking be sin. We want to soft sell it. We want to glaze over it because we don't want to understand how graphic and how impossible and how horrible and how degrading and deplorable and everything else and all the guile that he had to be made to be. We just want to skim over it because we don't want to understand. Because it's too horrible. Every vile thought that you ever had was foisted into him. Why? For you. You don't understand the depths of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit's love. Until you can grasp, Lama, Lama, Sabachthani. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? The betrayal in the garden, the sweating of the blood in the garden of Gethsemane. Wherever there's a shedding of a blood, there's a redemption in this physical realm. There are seven places where Jesus Christ shed his blood on the way to Golgotha and on the cross. Seven is the number of perfection. Every area you will ever need, he bled for. Every area that you will ever need, he already bled for. He shed blood as sweat. And he came out of his pores. I, I've been 
at all five births of my children. And one time Tammy was pushing so hard that blood vessels popped in her forehead. I want to tell you, the pressure that was on Jesus was, was so much more than what was on Tammy giving birth. And I'm not belittling what she went through. Don't hear what I'm saying, not what I'm not saying. But the pressure of the creation, of redemption of the creation was happening. And he was under such pressure and stress that the actual blood came out of his forehead and dropped. And when a first blood dropped into that garden, the garden of Gethsemane became the garden of Eden. Blood brings redemption. My faith is in what Jesus has done, not what I'm about to do. You've got to humble yourself underneath the blood, the body sacrifice, the resurrection of the Christ so that you can live out your dream. Do I war with my prophecies for my prophecies? Yeah. Once again, hear what I'm saying, not what I'm not saying. I war for my prophecies with my prophecies. My very first prophetic word that Tammy and I received, I think I was like 25 years of age. And, and, and Tony Greco, Anthony Greco, from, I think he's from Calgary now, he prophesied over me. He said he released at the end of it, Stand up. What's your name again, sir? I'm so sorry. Lucas. This is what he said, he said to me. He said, he says, as I was with Moses, Joshua, and Caleb, so I shall be with you. Pretty good so far, huh? Yeah, you need to. And he prophesied a few more things, and then he he, re he laid hands on me and he said, I release the gift to prophetically preach. Now! And I do release the gift to prophetically preach over you. I command liberty in your mind and liberty to your lips and the ability for the flood of truth to come out of your being in Jesus' mighty name. That was the first prophecy. I wrote that out. I decreed and declared. I shared it with people. Careful who you share it with. Who do you think you are, Mr. Big Stuff? As he was Moses and Joshua and Caleb. You know, me with you. I am still prophesying. You have to. It's not that the prophecy wasn't true. It's you didn't war for it. You got to war for your prophecy with your prophecy. The world has to hear your voice. Victory is in your voice, but hear what I'm saying. My faith is in Jesus Christ and his righteousness. My faith is not in the prophetic word. My faith is in Jesus Christ. But I war with that because I believe Jesus Christ. This gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is about 
Jesus Christ. I sit on the Canadian Prophetic Council. I sit on the Ontario Prophetic Council. I'm part of all kinds of... I sit in the office of the prophet in my church. And I don't even call myself a prophet. That's up to you. What are we doing with this gospel of the kingdom? It's not just the gospel of salvation. Although soteriology is fantastic. The saving of the spirit, the deliverance of the mind, the will and the emotions, and the healing of the body. That's the gospel of soteriology. The study of salvation. But it's not just for your spirit. So you can go somewhere sometime. Beulah land. Wish I could sing. It's not for. It's not for a distant hope so. It's for a definite now. I must operate. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We must be about the Father's business. How do we do it? How do we establish it? Say, I yoke up with Jesus. Come on, say, I yoke up with Jesus. I, I made reference to this, and I didn't finish the story. Maybe I'll get a little deeper into it, but um, around Passover in 2019, I was preaching at Chuck Pierce's church in Denton, Texas. I get waking up in the morning at 3 o'clock, and the Lord says, you need to move from beheading to treading. Stop facing your enemy. You're not David. You're better than David. I want to find some bold believers. Say, I'm not David. I'm better than David. It's hard, huh? What did Jesus say about John the Baptist? He said, John the Baptist was the greatest of all men born of a woman in the Old Covenant. Somebody, somebody say Jesus. Say the red. It's in the red. It's what Jesus said. He said, of all the men born of a woman in the Old Covenant, John the Baptist was the greatest. Is that the Bible? That's the Bible. But he said, he who is least in the kingdom is greater than he. Come on, Cameroon. But he who is least in the kingdom is greater than he. So we got to stop facing our enemy and begin to face our God. Let Yah arise and his enemies will be splattered. Maybe one day, but it is scattered. 
You, we have to change our focus back on to Jesus Christ. Set your mind. Colossians 3, 2. Set your mind on the things that are above, not on the things of the earth. No, don't get me wrong. We are not, we are not believing that this realm is totally, absolutely wicked. The Gnostic teachings was the scourge of the early church where one-third of the kingdom fell away. I don't even know what that means. But all I know is the teachings of the Gnostics was that Jesus never came in the flesh because it's too evil and that the flesh is evil. I want to tell you, your mortal body is not evil. It's the flesh, the carnal mind, and it's what was done to you at the fall of Adam. Say, my whole spirit, soul and body. Come on, say soul and body. My whole spirit, soul and body are being preserved unto that perfect day. Soteriology is the saving of the spirit, the, the, the deliverance of the soul, and the healing of the body. If your body's so bad and you're just trying to kill it, why is he trying to save it? This realm is under construction and redemption. Your body is under construction and it's under redemption. Say I'm saved, being saved, and will be saved. I died already. Some photos. I was united together through the whole process. When he lived, I lived. When he died, I died. When he resurrected, I resurrected. When he ascended, I ascended. See, I'm more than a conqueror. He wrote the check with his blood. Signed it. Left it blank. You fill in the blank. Somebody say, all things are possible. When you change the way you see things, you change your perspective. So we yoke up. How do we establish this? Say, I'm on a walk. Say, I'm plotting. You know what it is to plot? It's to be firm in your foot and to step and push forward. Life is not a 100-meter dash or a 100-yard dash. Sorry, I'm in America. Life is not a 100-yard dash. Life is not a marathon. Life is a plot. You can't dash with a yoke. Try running a marathon. You plod steadily. Consistency and persistency are the success twins set at your victory. In the midst of quality, sure. In the midst of quality, you will. In the midst of quantity, you shall find quality. Persistency and consistency 
are the successful twins set at your victory. There's something about you just being consistent in your plotting. But you, you're, you'll be surprised with the exponential advancement that happens to you as you and Jesus are translated into bigger and better things. Luke 10, 19 and 20. Somebody say, Behold. behold. Say, behold. behold. Tell me like you mean. Say, Behold. Behold, I've given you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the works of the evil one, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Behold, I've given you power to tread. Behold, I've given you... You've got to move from beheading to treading. He's not giving you a power to behead. He's giving you power to tread upon the principalities and powers of darkness because the only time you face the enemy is when you're down in the dirt with him because he's defeated and he's a snake. And he's trying to eat the dust. If you get down to his level, he can eat the dust because you've been made of dust. He's a dust eater. All the days you'll eat dust. On your belly and you'll eat dust. He's always trying to eat you. Always trying to eat your lunch. And he, but he can't eat you if he's not facing you. Stop looking at the trauma. I know what trauma is. I know what trauma is. My heart attack, that was nothing. That was a walk in the park. Your mother, my mother leaving me when I was three. But not just leaving me, taking my sister and choosing her over me. I know what trauma is when I'm raised to be a native Indian warrior and I look like a honky. Sorry, Caucasian people. I'm an equal opportunity offender. Everybody is on my radar. Behold, I've given you power to tread, not power to be had. Stop facing the Goliaths. The Goliaths have been defeated. You don't believe me. You don't. You got to understand Colossians eleven, Colossians uh, uh, two eleven through fifteen. Jesus Christ stripped the enemy of all of his authority on the cross. The enemy's been defeated. Death can't hold me down. I lift my voice and victory and sing it. Thank you. Please help me preach. And sing his praises loud. Somebody say, let God arise. Let God arise. Well, you bunch of arrogant people. You're letting God do something? Is that arrogance? Or is that an appropriation of a revelation bringing restoration to everything? 
You are the gatekeeper. He puts you back into authority. Behold, I've given you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. That serpent there is not a viper. It's a constrictor. I've given you power over the thing that's trying to squeeze the breath out of you. I've given you authority over the thing that's trying to squeeze you so that the breath of God is not in you. And then I've given you authority to tread upon scorpions, the thing that induces. The, the serpent pushes goodness out and the scorpion puts fear in. It induces poison into your system. It would have been redundant if God would have put a viper and a scorpion in his analogy and in his parable there. I, I, I checked it out. The, the serpent that Moses threw down, the, the staff, that was a constrictor, not a viper. And God has given you authority to plod with Jesus. I'm plodding with my best friend, with a Savior, the, my co-heir, the one that created everything that I become a co-heir with. I'm walking in obedience to the pathway in which I am obedient to walk upon. And Isaiah 35, 9 says there's a path that the eye of the vulture, nor the paw of the lion, has not seen or walked upon. I'm walking on the place of immunity because I cannot be hurt as I'm crushing the enemy's head underneath my heel. Behold, there will be a seed that shall come forth and it will crush the head of the serpent. His heel will be bruised but the enemy will be completely crushed under his feet. Okay. Behold, I've given you power to tread. Another translation is trample. Okay. This is an amazing scripture. Anybody about ready to get happy here? Anybody learning anything this morning? Anybody receiving anything this morning? Come on, say, I am a fat cow. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Some people take that a little different. No, this one is F-A-T. I'm not body shaming. I'm just reading the word. You ready? Malachi 4, verse 2. But to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go out and frolic like a grow fat and grow fat like a stall fed calf. Ooh. You shall go out, you shall dance, and you shall frolic. They use the term in the NIV, frolic. There's a, there's a dancing. Verse 3, are you ready? You shall trample the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the sole of your feet. On the day that I do this, says the Lord of hosts. When, when he, when you became sumfotos with him, 
you were trampling on that day was the cross when he died for us. He crushed his heel, came down on Golgotha, the place where the head of Goliath was buried in the side of the hill. Jesus beheaded the enemy so we could crush the head of the enemy. I don't pay attention to the enemy. The enemy is without intentionality in my life. I don't focus on what he's doing. I don't care what he's doing. I focus upon my Savior, unveiled face, eye to eye, and receiving and giving him my glory, and he's giving me his glory. Rejoice and dance, frolic, coming out of the stall as a fattened calf that is crushing, come on, treading, trampling, say trampling, say I'm trampling the enemy out of my obedience. Whatever you're going through, back pain, stomach issues, whatever you're going through, financial issues, that's not your focus. My focus is, am I obeying Lord? Am I yoked up with Him? Is my yoke easy? Is my burden light? Yes. And am I going for it? And I'm trampling. When you trample the enemy, you and Jesus get trampolined into greater things than you would never have had the opportunity had you not come across that serpent or that scorpion. See, I'm being trampolined because of the opposition. The enemy is paying my way forward as I submit to what Jesus has done. Twelve twenty-nine. I'm sure there's brisket or something to eat somewhere. Amen? You receive that? Your perspective becomes a reality because your perspective creates your perceptions. And your perception, how do you perceive things? Do you perceive yourself as a victim under the circumstance? Have you ever heard anybody talking? They said, I'd be great if it wasn't for I was under this circumstance. You've got to stop seeing yourself as the one that is defeated. You must see yourself as a victor. My focus is not trying to get rid of the enemy. My focus is to establish God. Let God arise. Arise, shine. For your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen up and on you. Though there be darkness on the earth and deep darkness on the people, my glory will rise upon you and be seen on you. The Gentiles shall come to your rising. Not from your defeated position. The Gentiles shall come as you arise and shine with Jesus, with Jesus on you. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And make no provision for your flesh to fulfill its lust. Say, I'm arising. And I'm shining. People are coming to me. And kings are coming to me.
Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.